Yes, thank you to those great sponsors here, the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Thanks to Desperados for feeding us last oh, night. Oh, boy. Man, that was awesome. What yummy, a spread. Yummy. Coming up at 840, Gordo is going to take the wireless around the bunkhouse and do the wake-up call. We'll see uh, who's up and who's still snoozing, and maybe we'll get a joke from Dan McDowell. We're on the porch right now, the Musers, joined by Norm and Corby. Talking Mavs last segment, talking Campound this segment. By the way, Corby, I know you're a camper. Yeah. You like to go out into the wilderness and camp. I do. Norm, you have camped out in the wilderness, maybe out of necessity, Uh-oh. before. I don't know that you've actually pitched a tent lately in terms of <laughs> camping. Uh I have not camped in a while since our last camp out. I love camping, though. It's a lot of fun. Some of my best experiences have been out camping. I feel like I need to do that more. It's the best. Like, the last time that we really went was a couple of years ago. It's just hard with kids my age. but um, and Do they like it? Yeah, they had a blast. They like it. They had a blast. And, like and, and, like, the place we went... No cell phone coverage whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it was like you kind of look at it and you're like, "Well, see you later." And you just put it down. And I told the powers that be that uh, I was like, "Look, we'll talk to you in like three or four days." And That's great. It was awesome. It was so so great. That's a digital detox right there. Yeah. Do we get trapped by stuff like that? What? But all the technology and the things we have to do. And yes. You sit in a restaurant and you watch people having dinner. They're not talking to each other at all. They're still amazing. Yeah, they're Graham. Yeah, to to get out away from all of that and to be in nature and to work off the rhythms of the day, sunrise and sunset, and yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to do more of it. All right. So I thought this was a really interesting topic for us. A P1 brought this up and said, "I would like to hear all of you broadcasters when you're doing a roundtable at the compound, each." Tell the story of your most embarrassing broadcast moment. Oh. Mine comes to mind really easily. Mine does, too. George is the moment of silence. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. No question. Because I felt about an inch high. I can't tell you how awful I felt that day. I mean, really just distraught. All right. Jer, I think we have that, at least in the short form, and then George can explain what happened. Uh, Paul in uh, what? That's oh, the very short. That's the extremely oh, very, short, very short one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was a uh, this was a week after nine eleven, the worst day and since we've been alive, we weren't around for Pearl Harbor, and uh, the whole world was just upside down that whole week. And then a week later, we were supposed to have this national radio moment of silence right at the time that the first plane hit the hit the tower was it a full week yeah okay. when i got that right yeah right it was, yeah. Uh, it was, it was following, exactly one week yeah tuesday okay and so these guys have dogpiled over the years and changed the story but we knew it was it was going to be awkward no matter how we exited this moment of silence we've never done one before so how are you going to do it and what i remember from it was there was an open where we have our our station announcers say, and now we pause for a moment of silence. I can't believe we don't have that audio. We got yeah, it. I got it now. Yeah. Okay. Please join us in silence as we remember those innocent Americans lost in this unconscionable, cowardly act of terrorism on our nation. 
Paul in uh, what, what KTCK oh. Dallas Fort Worth. KTBK Sherman Dennison. Sorry, KTBK I'm very sorry about that. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I'm very sorry. Well, this hey, is supposed to be the moment of silence now. Then, all right, let's do the moment of silence. See, you don't. Man, even after 9/11, you guys are doing jokes. It wasn't a joke. It was not intended to be. No, a joke. okay. So I'm you heard those you? guys were busting your balls. You uh-huh. heard the sounders. So then, yeah. what made you think that wasn't the moment of silence? I guess in my mind, and I really did. I mean, I just i I tried to treat it like everyone else. You know, I just tried to not think about broadcasting for a second, and I just lost track of where we were. And for some reason, you know, where you're not, you're like half listening to what's said in your ear. For some reason, I'd already fast forwarded that that was like the the uh, the outro, the closing. Uh, okay, that's what I had it in my mind. I know uh, that sounds dumb, and it's not even believable, but in my mind, that's what. Okay, it's time to talk now. And we had said, right after we're done, we're just going to go right to calls. There's nothing really to say. So in my mind, it was time to say something. And we, one second into the moment of silence. You were the only American talking at that point. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The only American. I really, and that's, I swear, I thought I was going to, like, get suspended and, like, it may become like a story. I went to bat for you. Yeah, I mean they were they were ready to do something serious. Shut yeah, up. yeah, we saved your yeah. job. That's about as and sincere really, as your attempt of okay. Uh, this, this is the moment. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Wait, I, was, I felt like we had to get it in. Yeah, I did too. I truly did. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I didn't want to be the only station that didn't do the moment of silence. Right. And so why not carve out five seconds to just exactly. be quiet? I mean, yeah, we wanted to make good on it. I mean, I know that we we botched it. And I, th- I think Craig and I covered for you pretty well on it. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> You're right, George. Thank he goodness. did have a very Floyd the Barber. He's, <laughs> this is the moment. He's in with me. All right, so no, that, I mean, you can't top that. That's, yeah, that's, that's that a pretty good awful. one. Awful. Just terrible. I don't know that I've had one. I haven't had any broadcasts. You've had so many. You don't have one to... that stands out? I don't know that I have one that stands out. I, I mean, I basically regret the first 25 years of my time <laughs> at the ticket. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. What about uh, the Cheech Marin thing? Yeah, that was weird because I didn't mean to tick him off. And it just went sideways on me. And another one that went sideways on me one time was that Carolyn Rhea. She was that? from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And she was on with this one time. I don't remember she that. She was? Yeah, and I, I remember, remember that, that. kind of going sideways on me. And I felt really bad about that one. Well, but if you keep reminding me, I mean, I, there's a million of them. I'm oh, sure yeah. One's a bear trap. Or... Yeah, that, that one too. And, yeah, yeah, do those know. embarrass you or do you embrace it? Well, they embarrass—they're embarrassing. I mean, like the—I mean, the Cheech one we we ultimately embraced, but I certainly didn't intend. To, you know, it's when you're like joking around, and you thinking things are going well, and the person's enjoying it too, and then no, the person's not enjoying it whatsoever. <laughs> it's surprising and shocking and embarrassing. I think yeah. he was joking, Coach. Norm, have you had one? Oh God. <laughs> what about, uh, yeah, what so- about when you called for me and your boss to be fired? That was a moment of brilliance. That, yeah, I was I was on my game that day. Yeah, uh, Norm and I have had a few. I'm in, I'm embarrassed of some of the conflicts I have with Norm. Mozart? 
Is that a good one? Mo- Mozart, because I... You realize <laughs> you've gone into this passionate description, and the whole thing was BS. Based on a lie. <laughs> so off Based on a lie. <laughs> and... That's the longest. One of the greatest stammers of all time. I'm sure we have that one handy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, what about Corby when he was uh, laughing at the Wilson brothers' dad dying? Yeah, what's yours? It's not that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Don Henley was really like upset. I remember having to talk yeah. to him afterwards. We covered it. for you. Yeah, we really. Okay, yeah. Thanks, and I guys. Really covered for you. You guys are awesome partners. Yeah. What did you describe? He was going so fast that he couldn't downshift fast yeah, enough. Yeah, he couldn't. And so you were in the. You were going to laugh no matter what. And as soon as Don Henley says, "In condolences to Wilson family," by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 laughing. The fact that their dad died. <laughs> Do we have that, uh, sweet chair? Oh, man. Mine is definitely what we referenced yesterday, and what I've talked about here the last couple of days is... Good luck with your bottom? Yeah. Is it really? Because you were... Dude. He didn't want to be on the air. Craig, I was blacked out. (laughs) And did not... And I knew... I mean, I had the the wherewithal, whatever, 2010, we had been drinking... I, I know that I've started drinking at like... Five o'clock, couple of beers, and then straight into Woodford. Was that a power hour too? Probably so. I, I'm, there was a lot going you on, not and I was drinking responsibly. At that no, time. and I was really, really upset by the Mavs getting just killed by the Spurs, and I was just like, you know, just throwing it back. But I do know I might have had a trip to the woods with a broadcast partner. Oh, yeah. no, uh, no. I knew though. I knew. <laughs> That I did not need to be on on the air, and so I went to my tent, and that was it. Zip done. It, whatever time <laughs> that was, I don't even know what time it was. And I remember, and I was asleep, and I remember the real uh, hazy Mike Reiner coming in the tent and like, "You're not done," or whatever. And I'm just like, "What?" Mike's <laughs> pants were down. Yeah. <laughs> now you're done. <laughs> But and then and then I have, I really have no memory and so the next morning waking up uh, I get up and I'm just like oh god I feel horrible and Dan McDowell was like he was like dude you were amazing last night and I'm like and I kind of laughed at it because so you were in, blackout yeah in my mind I was wow. like I was like oh I went to bed but before I went to bed I must have you know we, we had a good time or whatever. And then I get word that I was on the air for like two hours. So good luck. Wow. Jennifer. I think good I luck, Jennifer. that you were in a blackout. With your, I didn't your bottom. either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so when is. I started hearing all that, I'm like, oh my. What else? I thought I'm going to get fired. That was my first thought. I'm like, what did I, what did I do? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, that was horrible. I felt so bad. Man. Good luck drinking with, Corby with, with your bottom. Good luck, Jennifer. You with your with your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound drunk. No, <laughs> no, not at all. But it was so cringy. I'm, I've accepted it now. Good, good but goodness. I'm 
I'm, yeah, Craig and I covered for you a lot that yeah, night. Thanks we, a lot, we went, guys. To we went into Dan Bennett's office. He was going to fire you, and we yep. said, man, you got to keep him. <laughs> He's an important part He's of our young. team. He's, yeah. He's still learning. Impressionable. Look at, look at George. What? <laughs> just <laughs> reliving the pain? I thought you were just reliving the junior and Gordon oh, sticking in yeah, his yeah. office for everybody. Oh, yeah. Now, I was embarrassed one time for um, Chris Arnold whenever he picked up, uh, oh, yeah. what's his name, Vern, Vern Troyer. Oh, yeah. I, and I, it was... The late great Vern Troyer. When little tiny Vern Troyer was in there, we were we, given one instruction. Yeah, when he came up in the studio. Don't which is, don't help him in any way. <laughs> he does not want to feel like he is uh, disabled or that he can't do for himself. So and do not help him. Yeah, and he's fine. Like he can do anything, and he really could. He can climb up on a chair if he has. Yeah. Well, Vern Troyer literally was two foot and a half. Yeah. And so to get on one of our chairs in the studio, it was a process. There were clients. I mean, he's a toddler. Yeah. It was on wheels. And- yeah, right. And so, I mean, we have this. What are you laughing at? I was just remembering an old story <laughs> okay. about other things. We have this very specific set of instructions to not help him. Do not pick him up. Didn't want to be touched. Yes. And immediately. Chris is over. He's like, "Let me help you up here, little buddy," and like and grabs him, him like by the waist. And the arms are flailing. He turned into a bobcat. Yeah, he started swinging. Vern Troyer started swinging. Of course, he couldn't connect. What a scene that must have been. Arms length. God. And then he like tried to put the headset on. I mean, he's like, he's fine. Tried he, to burp him. He climbed up there. He climbed up the chair though. I mean, it was incredible. He's obviously done it 10,000 times. on his way up? Oh, yeah. Like he can, it. like, scale buildings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like Works like a wolf spider. Like Good. a small Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, I wish I could have seen that. But like, I felt so... And then, like, we immediately came back from break, and he was still, like, huffing and puffing, you know? Still mad. So and mad. I, it was just like, oh, oh it was so weird. <laughs> All right, so my most embarrassing moment in broadcasting... Easily. This is year two of the ticket, and we were doing the TCU games at the time, and I did them with Chuck Cooperstein, who was at the ticket at the time. Is that right? This is a TCU basketball game in Fort Worth, and my job as the color commentator was to host the halftime show as well, so I always had to find a guest in the arena to interview. So I said to Chuck during one time out, I said, man, I don't really see anybody here and talk to. He goes, hey. Right down there, into the scores table, Al Bianchi, the great super scout from the Phoenix Suns. He's got 30 years of basketball experience. He's got a million stories. Go ask him. So Chuck knows sports, right? So I said, okay. So I walked down there, and I said, "Uh, hi, Al, excuse me. And he looks at me and goes, what? Yeah. I said, hi, I'm Craig Miller, TCU Radio Network. Do you mind being our halftime guest? "Uh, Yeah, where are you? Uh, Right down here, end of the table. Okay, I'll be down there. Great. So I come back. Hey, got Al Bianchi. Halftime rolls around. He walks down, sits down in Chuck's chair. Chuck had gone to get something to eat at halftime, and so he's sitting next to me. Broadcast comes back to Fort Worth, and I bring it back. Welcome back. Halftime, TCU leads SMU 50-49, to and our halftime guest, very pleased to welcome the Super Scout from the Phoenix Suns, the great Al Bianchi. Al, thanks for the time. And he looks at me and says... I'm Scotty Sterling from the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I you got, say at that point? I almost threw up. 
and I didn't know what to do, and I just laughed and tried to laugh it off and say, I'm sorry, we got Scotty Sterling, and I tried to then just talk basketball, and he stayed and reluctantly answered four or five questions, and then I said, Scotty, thanks for your time, and I threw it to break, and he took off the headsets and threw them down and walked off. I was... So humiliated, and I was so mad at Chuck for misidentifying him. Yes. What did Chuck say? I think he just. Oh, sorry. Well, hurts to miss that one. Oh, that's Scotty Sterling, really? It was so embarrassing. What? What was the listener thinking, listening to that? How does this guy not know who he's talking to? So that doesn't exist in any form. No, I've never heard Man, it. you should have yeah. got a hold of that and saved it. Yeah, but at the time, you're like, just burn yeah. that. Never, yeah. yes. just no. go away. You never want to hear it. You're right. Again. I'd like to hear it now, but back then, no way. <laughs> a, a colleague of mine. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gordon. No, go ahead. A colleague of mine in Channel 4, way, way, way back, was covering the Colonial. And I honestly have them confused right now, but he, he was interviewing Eric Devlin. Who had that very distinctive um, uh, South African pattern? Yeah, um, I don't know. Was Devlin South African? Anyway, Poodles. Okay, so he breaks in. He says, "Boy, you had a really great round today. Uh, tell me about uh, first. Let's start with uh, the fourth hole." And <laughs> Bruce Devlin says, "I'm I'm Bruce Devlin. I think you want." Bruce Crampton, and I can go get him for you. If you like. oh, How man. funny. God. <laughs> oh, so awful. Uh, All right, so there you have it, our embarrassing broadcast stories. 